Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to With Wit. We are in the midst of my final episodes for 2021. So crazy. I want to thank you all so much for listening, whether you listen every week or every month or every now and then, whenever. If you've just listened to one episode, I honestly appreciate you all so much taking your precious time to give me some love and give this project of mine some love. So thank you so much. And this episode is a great one to end the year with. It's a very empowering and inspiring episode with an awesome, awesome woman. As women, we obviously wear a thousand different hats. And when we become moms or wives or partners or both, we sometimes can lose our sense of self. And I also want to add, not even just when we become moms or wives, I think that the world is so complicated these days that there are, are a lot of different phases of our lives where we can feel like we're losing ourselves, and we need to find our way back to center and what really feels true to us. But I think especially as we get older, we're so focused on the continuous needs of others and the expectations of others. And this is what really led me to want to talk to my next guest, Charlotte Avery, who is an entrepreneur, a speaker, and a founder of The Family Strategist, as she actually is a family strategist. And by learning how to blend instead of balance her life through strategic planning and implementing really important systems in her home of seven kids, may I add, she was really able to ensure that she figured out how to make time for herself and realize how important that was and led her to reconnect to who she was and led her to becoming a, I don't want to say better, but just a more enlightened mom and wife and most importantly person. So using her hashtag PhD in motherhood, 
Charlotte teaches women how to do the same. She's learned from example and she's an expert on everything from potty training to keeping things alive in the bedroom. Her work is really designed to help women learn how to love themselves, strengthen their families and truly live authentically. We had such an awesome conversation. She felt like an old friend. I left feeling super refreshed and I'm really excited for you to listen. So here is Charlotte. Hello there. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I just have to tell you really quick. I love your podcast. Oh, I do. There's there's so many things I love about it. I love your transparency. I just love, I love your humor. I just, I I really do. So um, I'm just, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to chat with you. A mother of seven, a hero, a family (laughs) strategist. (laughs) Like, I just want to hear how you have made all of this happen and are still standing. (laughs) As you said, you know, I'm wife and mom of seven. But before I was a wife and mom of seven, I actually people, a lot of people don't know that I have a master's degree in sports medicine. Oh, wow. Amazing. So yeah. So, you know, my hopes and dreams for myself were to, you know, be this amazing, you know, woman under five feet tall, working in sports, on a football field, doing something in sports medicine. I love sports. I love all things sports. I have a few children who play sports and, you know, I had like all these other plans. And then, you know, when, when I got married and I had my son, I found out, you know, four and a half months later that I was pregnant with my daughter. Oh and my gosh. That's yes. Funny. It was crazy. Cause I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, these people lied. Like you can really get pregnant while you're nursing. And, right. and I just couldn't believe it. Like it wasn't planned that we were going to get pregnant so soon after right. having my son. And so by then, you know, I was working a job, but by then I was like, oh my gosh, daycare is going to take all of my money. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, because I was working for, you know, a nonprofit and at the time, and it just wasn't going to work out that I would just be, you know, working, doing something that I love by the way, but then wanting to still be home with my kids and all of that. And so it just, the numbers didn't add up financially. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to come home and I'm going to be home with my kids. And then my husband got this job opportunity, like six months after we had our daughter Mm -hmm. moved to California. So we lived in Southern California for two years, which was only supposed to be one. And while we were there, we had our only California baby, (laughs) which was kind of sweet to me because I was actually born in California So yeah, so we had her and then on our way back from California, I found out that I was pregnant with number four and, and I started, you know, I kind of just was like, wow, you know, I missed some of the work that I was doing, but I had also started writing my first book and I hadn't published my first book yet. So by the time I published my first book, I was actually pregnant with number five. And what was your first book about? Like, what were you working on at that point? My first book is called No One Ever Told Me, Witty, Practical, and Spiritual Truths About Motherhood. And I literally talk about all the things that nobody tells you before you become a mom. Like, our moms didn't even tell us this. And I'm like, mommy, why didn't you tell me these things? I'm like, oh, it's because you wanted to be a grandma. Like, you just wanted to keep all the 
secrets to yourself. So, right. You know, I always wonder that I'm like, did you not tell me because you forgot or were you (laughs) just trying or were you just trying to like make it easier on me and not scare me? Right. You know, so I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, people really need to know these things. Like you really need to know some of these things that happen. Like when you become a mom, you know, whether it's pregnancy loss, whether it's, you know, why some dude is staring at you thinking you're thinking, man, he must really think I'm hot when it's really the fact that my nursing, my, my nursing pads are leaking. You right. know? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's like all these different crazy things. So I talk about a lot of like personal things, but a lot of things that would make people laugh. And that book is really near and dear to my heart because when it's my first book, but it's really like an ode to motherhood. And it's kind of like a, a big greeting card that you would give to somebody when they're getting ready to have a baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, for you, it was so raw. Like you were in the thick of it, obviously, yes. Yes. already having three kids pregnant with a fourth. So, yes. I mean, that's a perfect time to be telling all your truths and like <laughs> actually dealing with all of it. But while you were, while you were building your family, were you struggling with the career aspect? Like, did you feel like there was a calling for you out there or were you so into the mommyhood of it all that, you know, like, did you have like that identity crisis ever? I did. Yeah, I really, I did because I missed doing something that was all mine. If that makes yeah. sense, you know, yeah. I, I missed, you know, part of me was like, gosh, you know, I have this master's degree in, in sports medicine. And, you know, I was working, you know, running a community center and doing a lot of things. And there were things that my identity was tied up in that had nothing to do with my husband and my children. And so there was mm-hmm. a time when I, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm totally like, where did I go? And I felt like I needed to pull myself out of lost and found. Yeah. And, and so there were a lot of, and, and as we talk, you'll see how very transparent I am, but there was a time when I could tell that my, my frustration of not being, not feeling like I was my own person was starting to become the demise of my family. Yeah. I was really frustrated. I tell people all the time, I feel like sometimes I should, you know, when you introduce yourself to somebody and I feel like I should say, hi, my name is Charlotte. I'm a recovering yeller because I was that mom. I was that mom that was yelling all the time. And what I found, what I really, as I did my own soul work, I realized I was yelling because I, there were parts of motherhood that made me feel very inadequate. I was tired. I was exhausted. I was, you know, always cleaning up after everybody and feeling like I was not getting any gratitude or appreciation, you know? And, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to get back to doing something that I love. And so when I realized that I, I started to learn how to play the guitar. Oh, interesting. And that I was love my, that. Mm-hmm, and that was my one thing. And I actually started learning how to play the guitar when I was pregnant with number three in California. And I named my guitar Harley because I really, I really want a Harley, but my husband won't let me get one. You're too valuable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, as I as our family continued to grow, people would, and I was writing books and I was starting to do things. People were like, oh my gosh, like, how do you, have such a happy marriage? How do you do all of these things with your family and all of this? How do you do what you do? You know, potty training my kids. I potty trained my kids before all of them, before they turned two. And I just, you know, was doing all these things. And people were like, how do you do what you do? How do you make your household run? 
And right. that is actually how I became the family strategist because people were always asking me questions like how mm-hmm. to strategize in their home and, uh-huh. you know, with their kids, with, you know, being an entrepreneur, writing books, doing media work and all of that. And that's actually how I became the family strategist because people kind of turned me into the family strategist. And now word from one of our brand partners. Bombas mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So this holiday, when you gift Bombas to someone on your list, you're also giving them to someone in need. It's seriously a give give. I have loved Bombas socks for a while. They now make shirts and underwear and their socks, shirts and underwear are the clothes you really cannot wait to put on every day. Sunny wears his Bombas socks every single day. And when I'm putting them on, I can just like feel the comfort. They fit the perfect way. They're made of really quality fabrics and everything they make is just so soft, seamless, which is important, especially for a kid. Remember when you would put socks on with seams and it would be so uncomfortable in your shoe. You don't have to worry about that with Bombas. They're also tagless and they have a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, which is more of a thicker one, Pima cotton, and even cashmere. Such a great holiday gift. And they make them the perfect cozy winter layers. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. They come in performance styles for working out or holiday styles like the cashmere for when you're feeling festive and just so much more. So I will definitely be getting Bombas for my husband and son for gifts as well as just everyday necessities. You should too. Go to bombas.com slash with wit and get 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash with wit for 20% off. One more time. That's bombas.com slash with wit. KiwiCo is the one-stop gift shop for kids of every interest and age. I really, really love KiwiCo, have loved KiwiCo for a while, and they have been amazing partners to work on. So right now they have also a really cute gift guide. This one that Sonny loves because he loves playing with marbles is the Marble Timer. And you can explore marble power mechanisms at work. This is something that Sonny works with a little bit at Montessori. So it's really fun for him to show off to me his work. These subscriptions that you can get or the boxes you can get have super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects that you can get delivered to your door every single month. Sunny is so excited when these arrive in the mail, and you'll be seriously surprised at how beautiful and high quality the materials are too. They're real engineering, science, and art projects for children. I like to give gifts that actually have some sort of like educational aspect to it. I know that may sound cheesy, but I like something creative. I like something that's going to spark someone's imagination. So KiwiCo has products that will really cultivate any child's natural creativity and curiosity. This holiday, don't just teach kids how to buy, teach them how to build Give them a gift of a hands-on holiday with a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code WITHWIT at KiwiCo.com. 
That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com with promo code WITHWIT. Okay, let's get back to the chat. Essentially, your life turned you into the family strategist yes, because you actually, you actually lived it. And so you were like, why not use these actual real life lessons and tools to teach other people how to balance it all? And luckily, I mean, for you, probably most people didn't have seven kids. So it was a little bit maybe even easier to instruct them. But like, right. what, like, Okay. So what exactly is a family strategist? Because for me, I mean, I look at the family obviously as like kind of a business of its own, you know, like there's, there's the bosses and then there's the people that make it happen and keep it running. And Mm -hmm. there, it takes a village and obviously it's like a business of its own, but how, how do you play a part? And like, what does the role of the family strategist really mean? So what I do is I create systems and strategies and tools that help to take women from overwhelmed to overjoyed in marriage, motherhood, and the marketplace. Those things could be, some of it could be time man- strategies for time management. Some things could be practical things like, you know, I need to get my kid potty trained, you know, in a certain amount of time before they, you know, go to preschool. Some of the things that I do with some of my clients is, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, you know, I've been working with women for a while now who, you know, are, are moms, whether they're working outside of the home but may want to come home and how Mm -hmm. to strategize, you know, building the bridge from working outside the home to coming home, you know, budgeting and meal planning and all kinds of things, date nights, you know, because, you know, when you have kids and things of that nature, you know, you can kind of forget what it was like to date your spouse before you were, you know, so caught up and, you know, engaged in the, the motherhood and parenting of life. And so some of the things that I do are business oriented for women. And some of them are, are practically, you know, practical things. And, and it's just something that I really find a lot of joy in. And I, and I'm really blessed to do it and to be able to have reinvented myself to be able to serve women, because I believe this, I believe that, you know, before I was a wife and before I was a mom, I was a woman with purpose that was already given to me. And my purpose didn't change and my destiny didn't change just because I became a wife and a mom of seven kids. I still had work and, and, and hopes and dreams and purpose and passion inside of me. And, and that's what happens is when, you know, when women start to get disgruntled in motherhood, it's really because they have forgotten, you know, what their purpose and their hopes and dreams were because they got so tied up in, in motherhood. And that's not, and that's not bad. But at the same time, you can't be what you need to be for your family when you're not, you know, really happy and fulfilled within your own self. Right. It's so true. I mean, I've been personally doing a lot of work on that and realizing that I look so much to external opinions and external approval, whether it's as small as like a stranger on social media to obviously as big as my husband, like I turn to other people Mm -hmm. to kind of like approve or disapprove of what I'm doing. And I'm trying to actively like switch that off. And I feel like as mothers, there's just so many expectations of us, both internal and external. Like what are some things that we can say to ourselves when we're trying to like root back in, you know, and, and be on that journey to like figuring out what we really want and what makes us really happy. Like what are some first steps that we can take? 
So one of the first steps that, that women can really take, especially moms, is taking personal time for yourself. Uh-huh. Because that time, your personal time and your self-care really, really matters. And people, you know, we throw that word self-care around and we say self-care, but you know, what does self-care really mean? Are you really taking care of yourself? Or are you maintaining yourself? There's, right. a, there's a difference, you know? And so, and my thing is, you know, you have to get back to finding and asking yourself, what are the things that brought me joy and that bring me joy? Because yeah. if they don't bring me joy, then why am I doing them? Regardless of what somebody's expectation or societal norms might say or whatever. And I, and I have to tell you, you know, I tell people all the time, by the time I became a mom of three, I had totally kissed mommy guilt goodbye. Yeah, I flushed it down. I really did. I flushed it down yeah. the toilet. Yeah. And, and one of the, because the thing is, is that life happens. And I have to tell you, like this last year and a half of my life has been a whole like testimony of life happening because, right. you know, we plan these things, we want to do things and then life happens. You know, your kid gets sick and now you have to miss an interview or, or something like that. You know, sometimes you have to say yes. And sometimes you, you know, you, you really need to honor your no. And right. so for me, you know what I decided, you know what, I'm going to do motherhood on my terms. Uh-huh. I'm going to do motherhood on my, my way. And I'm going to teach women how to honor that and do it themselves, no matter how, the, no matter how they were raised by their moms or, you know, what they see their friends doing or whatever, because with social media, we can get so caught up in what other people are doing. And that's not even the reality of their life. It really is true that once you actually just focus in on what you want and how you want to be, whether it's just being your yourself as a woman or being a mother or being a wife, like once you really focus in on what feels right to you, like you do stop caring about what other people think. And like that guilt does go away, you know, like the more you really stay true to yourself is what I'm realizing. And if you are doing things based on what someone else is doing or someone else thinks you should do or something that you think like even your husband or your best friend would approve of or your mom, like that is never going to make you fulfilled. And then you are going to feel that guilt from it. So it is so important to like really tuning into what feels good to you and, and listening to that and, and, and actually acting on it. And also I liked what you said about finding the things that you like to do, not that just that like maintain you, but that actually bring you joy. Like I've been doing this Pilates yoga workout for a while, which I really like. And I think it was a function. It was a virtual thing. It was like a function of COVID and just Mm -hmm. working out at home on my TV. But what I realized that I really love is like is dancing. And I used to dance growing up and I just feel my happiest dancing. And I've been saying like, So go to a dance class, you know, like instead of trying to maintain this body because this workout's supposed to be good, Mm -hmm. like go do something that brings you joy and, and is a workout. I think though for me, like I have the luxury of being able to go do that. Like I only have one kid and he's in school. And so I'm able to have the time to do it. But what do you say to women who have more kids who have less time? Like, how did you figure out or how do you figure out now, like weaving in that time for yourself? You know, like it's easy to say, take time, but how do you actually do it? So what I do is I schedule it. 
I schedule it and I communicate because what I found, what I found out, you know, communication really, it was a communication is everything. It really, really is. And when I started, when I started really scheduling time for myself, I one had to do it Two, I had to honor it. And three, I had to communicate it so that other people, meaning my husband and my children would honor my time. Yeah. And yeah. what I find is what I find sometimes is, you know, sometimes we can go from one extreme to the next. So sometimes it can be like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, stop everything and I'm going to do this. But when you actually communicate to your people, meaning your husband, your children, your support system, and you say, you know what, every Monday at six o'clock is going to be mommy Monday and mm -hmm. I'm leaving here and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I'm going to do that for an hour and a half. And uh -huh. it's my time and you don't get to call me you, unless the house is burning down, right? <laughs> you don't get to call me. Don't, I don't care. Don't ask me what's for dinner. You have another parent, ask him. You don't get to do any of that because you guys get to do what you want to do. I take you to your activities. This is mommy Monday and I am doing this for me. And once I started doing that and, and I really set a boundary because my kids would still kind of try me and call me. And I'm like, why are you calling me? Where's your dad? You don't get to interrupt my time. And so I, I'm, I'm, I believe in scheduling. I believe in scheduling time for yourself. I believe in scheduling time for your business. I believe in scheduling time for sex. I just believe in it. And I, and I know people are like, why would you schedule sex? That's so like unspontaneous. But the thing is, is that even in the whole scheduling of sex, it's the buildup and the woo before you have sex, you know, that when you're able to do that. But uh, like I said, I'm a really big scheduler. And so my thing is, you know, I don't want women to get to the point where they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And now they're, they're, they're these time bombs waiting to explode. I want to be able to, to talk to women who are just, you know, right now who are just saying, you know what, I don't know how to do this. And so I think, you know, you asking me that question is so pivotal because I know that there are moms that are clearly like, how do I, how do I do this? So I have to, I'm going to tell you this story. One time I was in the grocery store and somebody in my community stopped me and asked me, you know, she said, Charlotte, how do you balance your life? Like, how do you balance everything that you do? And I said to her, I said, I don't balance my life. I blend it. And she was like, wait a minute. Like, what are you talking about? And I told her, I said, balance. I said, I'm a wife and a mom of seven. I said, and, and no matter how many kids you have, balance really does not exist. Because if you're balancing your life, that means that you're giving equal time and equal weight to every single thing. And my life doesn't work like that. So what I do is, I take maybe four to five priorities and I put them in a blender and I just say, okay, you know what? I'm putting the laundry in the blender. By the way, I hate the laundry. I'm yeah. putting, I'm putting, you know, working on my business. I'm putting, you know, scheduling meetings and things like that. I'm putting time with one of my children because I believe in dating my kids and taking them out and having one-on-one -on -one time with them. Mm -hmm. and, and I do with the priorities of life, not the to-do list of life. Okay. And so for me, it just looks like a really good smoothie where I get to decide how many strawberries I get to put in it and how many bananas and how much yogurt and how much water. And, you know, so my life, I don't balance my life. I blend it because the thing is, is that our priorities change as mothers and as women day to day. 
Right. So there might be some things that are really important today, but then tomorrow comes and now life happens and now you got to take something out the blender and put something else in. Is your schedule fairly set, but then each morning you take a look at it and kind of adjust things as needed? So that's a, that's a really good question, Whitney. So my schedule for the day is pretty much set. Like I usually know everything that I'm going to do for the following day. Yeah. But then when life happens, like recently life happened and I had to, my, one of my children had a medical emergency and I had to stop and drop everything and head over to children's hospital. And I had to be okay with the fact that what I had planned to do that day didn't get done. Right. And, you know, my thing is, is I might, my schedule is set, but then I always have adjust accordingly as needed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's something important for everyone to tell to themselves on a daily basis, because I, I've just found that like each day, just stuff comes up every day. And Mm -hmm. there's just, especially for someone that doesn't have, like, I don't have a typical nine to five where I'm just like kind of sitting at a computer all day and doing emails and whatnot. Like every day looks pretty different for me. So while I do have kind of like a loose schedule planned out, I have to be flexible and the flexible, the flexibility though can be hard. You know, it can be really hard to come to terms with like, oh no, like this was a scheduled in free time, but I, it can't be free time anymore to take lunch because I have to work on that mood board for rent the runway that Mm -hmm. is due tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of doing it tonight when Sunny gets home. And it's like, it's that, that, that's the hard part for me is, is having to be flexible with the scheduling as a mom, you know, but it's just like one of those things that just you, you, there's like no way around it. Like, do you have any advice for that? (laughs) No, I I just tell moms all the time and I, and I'm going to just share this with you because I know that you do a lot of things like with your business and all those types of things. Right. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Motherhood is not for type A personalities. Right. Right. You cannot If you were type A before you became a wife and a mom, oh my gosh, like motherhood will teach you how to be flexible and you'll either go with the flow or you're going to get trampled all over kicking and screaming. Right, right. So don't, don't let that be you. Allow yourself and give yourself permission to say, you know what? I didn't accomplish this particular thing today, but guess what? the world did not end. Tomorrow is an, tomorrow is another day. And that's what I had to start saying because I was that very type A kind of rigid person, you know, before I became a wife and a mom. And I tell people, thank God for motherhood and being a wife, because it really softened me. I think the world would probably thank my husband and children for that. Right. But you have to be okay with saying, it's okay that I didn't do this, or I'm going to have to table this right now because I really have to focus on doing homework with Sunny. How do you deal though with the, with the disappointment of, or the feeling of like disappointing other people that you work with? Well, here's the thing though, Whitney, is that disappointment happens. I mean, people disappoint you. Yeah. And so my question is, is even when people disappoint you, how does that translate 
in how you receive that disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is that if you're working with a really great team of people, yeah, they will truly honor you and who you are and your life circumstances. And that's, that's really, that's really the thing that really matters. Because my thing is, so I, I once read this book and it was called Choosing to Cheat, right? Uh-huh. This guy, Andy Stanley wrote this book. And, and one thing that he said is that, you know what? There will always be something to do in life. You'll always have something to do. Something will always happen, you know, or whatever, but never cheat, cheat the things that cheat everything else, but don't cheat your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, when I read that, I was like, you know what, when I say that I'm not working past five and I honor that, then my people, like your team of people, if that was like one of your things and you said, okay, quitting time is over for me at five because I have to go home and be a wife and a mom. Mm-hmm. Well, that means that people who really honor your choice to do that, they will then, you will train them to honor your decision and your choice. And when they come to you at uh, 4.59, you'll be like, oh, you got one minute, it's five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so true. It comes back to the point of just being confident in you doing you and doing what's best for your family. And honestly, not necessarily caring what other people think and like surrounding yourself with people that will give you grace, just like you would give them. Yeah, I think that that's, that's really important. I think it's just, it's one of those things that as moms, we have to constantly remind ourselves of, because I think that, I think that it can be hard, you know, for, for us, I think a lot of moms in, in this day and age will continue to tell themselves the story and tell themselves the negative things. Yes. And they won't highlight the positives or highlight the, the roots out of the situation. They more just go into like a downward spiral. So instead of being like, Oh God, I ended the day. Like I wasn't able to get this done. This person's going to think I'm a flake. Be like, no, this person. Yes. Okay. They may think you're a flake. Are you a flake? Like, right. Maybe it's the truth in that. Right. Like there any truth in that statement? Right. Like maybe sometimes, and maybe that's okay. You know, maybe something else took priority and like, you're not perfect and let's move on and you can try to get it done tomorrow. And I think that also taking things less seriously, like something that you said, you know, like we're not, I'm not saving lives here. I do take my job seriously. You know, I, I do, I want to talk about real things and have a real impact. But again, if, if I don't get something done in a day or multiple things done in a day, like what's really going to happen, you know? Right. I I agree with that. And you know what, one of the, one of the best statements, I think this is one of the, one of the biggest statements that really kind of freed me or started me, started me on my journey to freedom was the, the phrase that validation is for parking. That's so true. And I'm telling you, that is such a simple statement. But when I heard it, it knocked the wind out of me. It took my breath away. Literally, Whitney, it literally did. Because like you, one of the things that you said early on is, you know, you were talking about other people's expectations and asking people's opinions and things like that. And guess what? If we did, if we really let everybody's opinions matter, we wouldn't be the amazing people that we are. You wouldn't be the amazing businesswoman 
that you are and the amazing wife and mom that you are, you wouldn't be a lot of the things that you are if you really just allowed yourself to be handicapped by what people thought. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think it's something that I was like kind of programmed a little bit as a kid and my mom was a wonderful mom, but I feel like she was always wanting us to get our feelings validated or for us to validate her feelings. Mm -hmm. And so with my husband, like I would always just be like, can, can you at least just validate my feelings? And, and he would say, I don't really believe in validation. Like I'm not, I'm not going to validate that because I don't necessarily think that's like the truth of the matter. Like, I think that's a projection of yours or an Mm -hmm. insecurity of yours Mm -hmm. or something. And I used to get upset. And now I'm learning as I'm getting older and more mature that, yeah, I don't need anybody else's validation, but my own really. You don't. Right. You really don't. And the thing is, is that you have to be really comfortable in that and, and honor your decision and your choice. And guess what? When you do that and when you're doing that, even as a woman and a wife and everything, your, your, your sweet, handsome son, he will learn to do that too, because then he won't be a people pleaser or a people seeker or somebody who's seeking validation. And he'll know how to make right choices and wise decisions because he has a mom and a dad who honors and doesn't, who honors themselves and doesn't seek that type of validation. Validation is so handicapping. It, it will, it stunts your growth. And, and when I realized that I was just like, I can't live my life like this anymore. And then I just became like a rebel. I was just like, I was, I was just like, no, no, I'm not doing that. Why? Because I don't want to. Yeah. And no, is so a much power statement. in that. Right. And just no be is like, a complete statement. Right. No is a, right. No is a complete statement. And I don't want to is enough. Like you shouldn't have to justify. Right. And now a word from one of our brand partners. My hair is drier than ever. My ends look so brittle. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you about the way. So they have the leave-in conditioner, which is your hydration hero this winter. It will be now that I've reminded myself about it. It conditions, detangles, and leaves hair smooth, shiny, and manageable. I love it because one, it smells so amazing. It actually separates my strands so they don't like clump together and look really stringy. It also moisturizes my roots and makes them feel thicker. I feel like with everything that's been going on in my life hormonally, I'm losing hair at an alarming rate. And this actually makes it feel like thicker and healthier. More technically speaking, it gets rid of frizz, tangles, flyaways, and breakage for all hair types. It's also the perfect product to use before heat styling. So it protects hair from heat up to 450 degrees. Like I said, it smells so good. It's called North Bondi. And it's like florally with notes of bergamot, violet, and white musk and it's all color safe and cruelty free. Discover a new way of life with cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free hair care, body, and fragrance products from Way. Their body wash is my sister's favorite, by the way. Go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code WITHWIT to get 15% off your entire purchase. 
That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with code with wit. I'm not sure if you've heard of this company, but if you are in need of some major hydration in your life and like me have a hard time with water, you must hear about Water Drop. Water Drop is the new go-to hydration brand. It has a very important focus on sustainability as it should. And they have these small and convenient cubes that add taste and vitamins to your water. So there's lots of different flavors. There's anything from like berry and fruity to citrusy and herbal, which I prefer. But drinking more water has just become so much easier and actually like a little bit of a fun challenge. They use 98% less plastic packaging than pre-filled drinks. So you can feel good about staying hydrated with water drops, something that you need to do, stay hydrated, like feel good about what you're using from like a product perspective and what you're putting in your body. Water Drops mission is really to encourage you to drink more water so that you can live a longer, healthier, and more sustainable life. Head to www.waterdrop.com and begin your hydration journey. That's www.waterdrop.com and use code WITHWIT for 15% off your first purchase. You know you have heard in every interview, everybody asked, what's the key to healthy skin, one of like the top five things I hear people say is that they need to stay hydrated. So listen to the experts, listen to the doctors, listen to the science and check out Water Drop. All right, now back to our combo. Okay. And some, you, you don't have to give like really specific, specific examples, but mm-hmm. like in, in your job right now, what do you feel like are some of the issues that you're dealing with the most and what are some like attainable, achievable tips that you're, you're giving them that my listeners can try to absorb. I tell women all the time, especially moms, I say, you know, we're all swimming in the same water. We're just in a different boat. And guess what? You get to choose how you're going to steer your boat. So whether you're choosing to virtual school, your children, whether you're choosing to put them in school, Um, or whether you're just homeschooling your children or what have you, because I have homeschooled my children too, you know, but you get to do this thing called motherhood and womanhood on your own terms. You get to say, you get to schedule your life. I believe, I believe in scheduling. I said this before. I, I believe in scheduling. I believe in moms putting themselves first. I think that as women, We say, well, I'm a mom. And so, you know, I have to sacrifice my life for my children. You are a mother. You are not a martyr. Right. And so as we're navigating these waters and, you know, our children are, some of them are dealing with depression and things of that nature because of their peer groups and things like that from being in this whole situation is, you know what, not only check in on your children's mental health, but check in on yours. Yeah. You've got to you've got to check in on your own mental health because here's the thing: if you're not good for you, you're definitely not going to be good for anybody. So, what are some ways that you that you do that? Like, I've I've done a couple things recently that have been really helping me. I mean, 
there's a whole blend of things, but I mean, I, I do, you know, talk therapy Mm -hmm. once a week right now, which Mm -hmm. sometimes feels excessive. I even have it at 11 o'clock today. And I'm like, I always dread it. And then afterwards I feel better, but like talk therapy. And then I'm trying to meditate every day, use the calm app, which I feel like feels achievable. I only do about 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously very helpful. So that yes. for me, the, the biggest thing that that helps in is when I'm starting to have like some sort of negative thought or anxiety about something, it kind of takes me out of it. And it's like, okay, this is only a feeling right now. Like it will pass. It's just a feeling. There's always a solution to something. And then also like for you, I do, I do think scheduling is important, but even more so, I think what you said about actually sharing that with your family, because you can schedule it and have the best of intentions. But if no one else in your family is on the same page, then it's just going to fly past you. And what they need from you is likely going to take precedent. I have a quick thing. So just to share a little bit about me, I am very much an extrovert. Interesting. Okay, I, I'm not. I, I, I am. I am very much an extrovert. So when we got locked down, I thought I was going to lose my holy mind. <laughs> I kid you not. And I was just like, I love my husband and I love my kids, but I need to be with my people. Like, you know, I'm like, there's more to me. Like, I need to, you know, I mean, I scheduled brunch with my friends. You know, it wasn't like all of them because I have a few select friends, but m- me and my friends, we scheduled brunch. And we were intentional about it. Like every other Saturday, you know, and then sometimes when things got hectic, it might be once a month, but we scheduled brunch so that we could be together so that we could get out from amongst, you know, the madness of motherhood and being at home and things of that nature. And, And the other thing too, is I'm a really big journaler. I really like to journal my thoughts. I like to journal. I like to when I'm able and nobody's knocking on my door, I like to take long, hot showers or soak in a a hot bathtub. I'm a health and fitness like guru. And so I love working out. I love going to the gym. I missed going to the gym so much, you know, when we got locked down. But the thing is, is that I know for me that I get happy endorphins when I work out. Yes. I mean, and most people do. And I think it's so hard to like actually form the habit of doing it. But the more you do it, like the more addicted you get to it. And I think as moms, like we also need to focus on nourishing ourselves too. Yeah. Like that's something that's so small that I think makes a huge difference. Like yes. while you're making your kid a smoothie or breakfast in the morning, like make yourself something alongside with it, you know, yes. and like plan to have some food and some juices and some healthy things in for you. Cause I find for myself, like just if I don't get enough sleep, I, if I'm not, if I'm not eating properly and, and filling myself up with good things, then I'm not the whole version of myself. Preach it sister. You are saying you are, I mean, you are really talking my language and let me tell you, there's power in sleep. I don't, I don't think that we realize how much power there isn't sleep, but when we're sleeping and we're sleeping well, that's when we get to heal ourselves. That's when our body, that's when our bodies heal. That's when we get to heal not not only physically, but even emotionally and Mm -hmm. so many other things. And so Mm -hmm. sleep, oh my gosh, if there's one thing that I would challenge moms to do is to sleep more and, and, and really have a designated bedtime 
where you turn yes. off your devices. Yes. And you put them in another room and you just say, you know what? 1030 is here. I am going to bed. Yeah. I think that's so important. Yes, in it bed is. At a certain time and not looking at your phone. Like yes. I feel like for an hour before bedtime to yes. just have like a real wind down time. Like my husband and I have developed this routine where like he, we put Sunny down and then he plays a video game, which is like his wind down strategy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I take my shower and do my skincare. And maybe if I haven't done my meditation yet, I'll do that. And I try, I put my phone in my other room to charge and like, I'll still watch TV. We still watch TV to go to sleep. It hasn't proven to be an issue for, for me yet. But I do (laughs) think, I do think that like having that wind down time and getting into bed at a reasonable hour is really more important than cramming in and trying to get stuff done at nighttime. Like I just, I I mean, I don't know. Everyone is different and I hate to prescribe what I do onto other people, but I do think that like sleep it sleep and, and nourishing yourself are the foundation of everything. And I'm learning that kind of the hard way as I hit like a total burnout moment this year, as I think a lot of women mm-hmm. have. Charlotte, this has been so awesome. I've so enjoyed having this conversation with you. Tell everybody where they can find you and where they can catch all your books. You can find me at being Charlotte Avery because I can only be myself. Yeah. So everything is being Charlotte Avery on Instagram and on Facebook. On LinkedIn, it's Charlotte E. Avery. My books are right there on my website at beingcharlotteavery.com. And a lot of my books are also on Amazon. My newest book called Afro Izzy, um, which is actually about my son, is on Amazon. But yeah, you can find all things there about me and all of my crazy motherhood foolishness. And all of that is right, right there. I love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.